0: You're listening to the big show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.
1: What's going on? Welcome to your Friday, friends. What's cracking? Welcome inside. We're live in the Doug Lacy's Basement Systems downtown studio and riding this train into the weekend, into the postseason. Into the rest of the Blue Jays season, this series of the Tampa Bay Rays. <gasps> you name it. All aboard, friends. Choo-choo. big one. My name is Matt Rose. I'm your host today. My uh, dear friend, Patty Dumas, sitting across from me, GVP, and Alex Brody in the other room as uh, George... Uh, he's on that bird. He's flying. He's on the bird. Yeah, it flew. I think he flew late last night. Yeah, he it was like a, 1130 or he something. He had ball hockey. Um, scheduled day of rest in the CBA for George. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, he'll be back on Monday when the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs actually do begin. Mm-hmm. And we know all but what, two matchups now the after yesterday's action?
2: The Central so. still needs to be
1: figured out. Man, we got a lot to get to. Yeah. We have a lot to get to on the program today. We are live in the Lacey Basement Systems downtown studio. Cracked Foundation, Bowen Foundation walls. We got a simple permanent solution to stabilize your foundation. Contact Basement Systems. They are all things basement. You can visit dlbasementsystems.com for more information. It's the first Friday with no flames Tea up, hey? How weird does that feel, that the yeah. end of the season has now arrived?
2: Yeah, you know, it feels like every other year, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Dang, man. Sorry. sorry. Uh, I guess you're right. Yeah, sorry. Rough. Uh, <laughs> but no, it does suck. You know, when we were here all last year with the excitement in the city, you know, the number one seed in the Pacific division. Uh, I
1: still think about getting ready for that game seven
2: game against Dallas Ugh.
1: all the time. Oh, my God. I don't one of my favorite days just doing this job yeah. full stop. Um, the only thing
2: it was it was a Sunday, it was nice. Oh, yeah. I was, know, didn't even remember it was a sign. Yeah, because I had to be was like, oh, God, just end this because yeah. i got to be here in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Well, I was doing
1: afternoons at the time, so I, I definitely stayed at the game for the whole thing. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be uh and then we got it's Oilers after weird, that. Man.
2: It was like, oh, my God.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then it was the Oilers, and we were off to the races, yeah. and we were so excited for that Battle of Alberta. <laughs> that won the first game. and That wild first game. Things have really never been the same
2: since. No.
1: no. Uh We got a good show for you today, though. Yes, we do. We're going to be doing uh, Flames Breakdown because the Flames are breaking down their season. Mm-hmm. Today, they will clean out their lockers. Yep. They'll be doing their availabilities starting around 10-15. Mm-hmm. They've got a block of about four hours lopped off today for that. So that's going to go all day today. You'll probably see all sorts of stuff coming out. I would expect that you hear from a lot of the players, mm-hmm. uh, the coach, the general manager. I wonder if there's anybody else that we might hear from, any uh, you know surprise guests per
2: se, uh, but I don't know if there's anything too crazy. Well, I mean, we, that we, we should expect. We there. could. We maybe we get a, an Oliver Shillington update after the season. Now, like, there. Listen, there's a lot of things that yeah. we're
1: going to be looking for, right? Because you got exit meetings and all that type of stuff as well. Uh, Shillington is obviously a, a big question. Questions around the coach. Mm-hmm. Questions around the general manager. You've got you know the handful of players that actually are here on long-term yeah. deals. Huberto, O, Caudry, Uyghur, Blake Coleman, Rasmus Anderson. They're all signed for still some time. But then you've got the UFAs, who I don't know if there's a ton of maybe hand-wringing going on over the UFAs. Milan Lucic, Trevor Lewis, Brett Ritchie, Michael Stone, Troy Stetcher. I think there's some decisions yeah. there to be made. For yeah. sure, don't get me wrong, but you, know, you can go wherever you want there. Okay. I don't think they're front-burner issues for the club right now. Neil, we want to talk front-burner. How about the five players that are eligible for extension this summer? Yes. Elias Lindholm, Michael Backlund, Tyler Toffoli, Noah Hannafin, Chris Tanev, Nikita Zadorov belongs in that category as well. Then Dylan Dubé and Adam Razichka are restricted free agents. Mm -hmm. They'll also need deals, although those uh, wouldn't be as as urgent. But there's going to be a lot of questions, for sure, uh, around this team as a whole today moving forward. And uh, we're going to be all over it like a dirty shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, text line question today. Or you can call us on the voicemail line. 403-407-0238. That's 403-4070-BET. Uh, that voicemail line is always open. Uh, don't know if it's going to get as much play as we get into the yeah, playoffs. flames, kind of But uh, we're still going to try and utilize that as best we can. So if you want to give us a call on your thoughts... 403-407-0238 is the number to give us a shout. And we got a text line question for you today. And this one uh, you're going to want to contribute to because uh-huh. we actually prize today as well. The text line question at 960-960. And uh, actually, you know what? I'll open up the voicemail as well to uh, answers if you want to call instead of text. Who would be the most surprising flame who is cleaning out their locker for the very last time and Why? Everybody's going to be cleaning out their locker. Mm-hmm. So who would be the most surprising flame cleaning it out for the very last time? And we got a prize that I'll tell you about in mere moments. But, Patty, is there someone that comes to mind as someone that very surprising flame could be cleaning out their locker for the very last time?
2: I think it would be like you're looking at those guys that are a year away. Yes, uh, for sure. I'm thinking it's, 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 I'm looking at Michael Backlund mm-hmm. as a guy that I think this is a guy that you, you would, you, it all depends on what Michael wants. Of course, we heard with Ryan Rusley earlier in the week that the, you know, Michael had maybe had a trade offer on the table, a like request. To get, a request, sorry, to get out of here. And, uh, but he kind of rescinded it. Like, how much, how much appetite does he, does he have to win? He's getting older in his career as well. So I just wonder how much does he want to be a part of something that you know we're going to be back contending next year. Of course, he loves the city, mm-hmm. he loves the team, but is he going to be on board with a we're going to kind of tear things down here? So I think you're looking at Michael Backlund as a guy that you know longest-serving flame. It'd be really surprising to see him not here next year mm-hmm. over guys like I think like. You get Tyler Toffoli, who, you know, he's probably at his highest value right now, the way he's been playing. Elias Lindholm, Noah Hannafin are the younger guys. You could probably move out. I don't know what the appetite is for Chris Tanev uh, out there, but it just, it, it just feels like Michael Backlund, would, for me, would probably be the most surprising uh, name not to see around here next year.
1: I think that's going to be a pretty common one that we see just because he has been here for so long. Yeah. He had such an outstanding season. It and just gets
2: better every year. He gets like, it's older. Man. People
1: clamoring for the team to throw the C on his jersey and not the flaming C, the, the one that just goes up on a, yeah. b- below <laughs> the shoulder there. But I
2: think there's going to have to be an extension attached to that. I don't, I don't exactly. think he wanted the captain being on, your one, on one year left. No, we've heard that before from the organization.
1: Yeah. That was a reason that they didn't want to make a decision. Last year, going into this season, because I think there were still a lot of questions to yeah. be answered. Uh, so I think that's a good one. Another one that I think mm, for me would be Mackenzie Weger. Mm. Uh, I would be surprised, but at the same time, like going into the trade deadline, we did hear that maybe there were teams that were calling about Mackenzie Weger that were interested in trying to get him because we know how good of a player is. He had yeah. an outstanding back half of the season. Yeah. So I wouldn't be shocked if that was just teams who were saying, "Hey, maybe we can try and buy
2: low on Mackenzie Weger. We I mean, like
1: the deal he's got here. Yeah.
2: Like that's a defensive contract in. for what you pay nowadays for top pair, top two pair defensemen. That's really the going rate for them now. Yeah, uh, he's going to get a bump from three and a quarter to yeah. six and a quarter uh, if, going from this season to next. Out of the guys that sign long term, yeah, of course I think Mackenzie Weger would have the most attractiveness out of uh, out of everyone else in the, mm-hmm. in the in the league. So yeah, Weger I mean, would definitely. Uh, blow me away if he's not here next year. What about Jacob Markstrom? <sighs> with the uncertainty, where would
1: he rank in those three that I've just laid out for you?
2: Third, I third, think. yeah. I, I it's just the uncertainty with the goaltending in the league. You don't know what you're going to get. I get teams now. It seems to be like we're transitioning towards tandems mm-hmm. in this league. There's you can maybe count on one hand the guys you you know go to war with. Like I'm trotting you out here, sixty games, yeah. sixty five games a year. Uh, I think it's a good deal still. couple years left on it. And I think, if anything, it'd be like, you're going to be wanting to, like, Sutter's talking, he loves yeah. the goalie depth here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in the position Dustin Wolf should be the backup to Jacob Markstrom next year. Yeah. I think Dan Vladar has some, I think you can move Dan Vladar. You got some value there. I think he's got some value there. Uh, still a young guy, uh, has shown uh, both times, you know, in, in Calgary this year, and then when he got in with Boston, he can play... Uh, pretty good minutes in this league, but yeah, I would put Jacob Marsham third. And out of all of those, just because he's coming off such a bad year mm-hmm. uh, for him, like if he was a little bit up, if they, if if he wasn't the reason the Flames are missing the playoffs, you'd be like uh, maybe. But again, you where are you going to find a goaltender like that? It's so hard in this league right now. I still think
1: he's a top ten goaltender in the league. I was yeah. I, this, this is an this conversation with somebody recently, and and we get this all the time. Jacob Markstrom sucks. Jacob Markstrom. Like people text that in all the time, and my response is, "Who would you rather have in the league?" Yeah, and typically. People go through like five, six, seven names before they start throwing names like Vidic Vanacek at me or Marc-Andre yeah. Fleury. And I'm like, like that's just not here. true. Get out of here. That's just not true that you would rather have Vanacek <laughs> or Marc-Andre Fleury. Marc-Andre Fleury got upended by Philip Gustafson this year. Yeah. Like Mark, And as much as he has a great career behind him, like Martian was second in Bezna voting last year. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. There's just certain things that. I, I just think he's still a top 10 net miner in this league. I think he's a guy that you can actually trust and someone I would like to have around my young net miners. But it is Locker clean out Day. Yeah. We're looking forward to your texts all day long, and we're giving away a prize. We have a round of four at Speargrass Golf Course. It Woo. is their opening day today. Uh, I was texting with Jason from the course yesterday who let me know. Yes, in fact, they're opening it up. Uh, I don't know. I I, <laughs> I got a little bit worried earlier in the week when there was a couple yeah. of little flurries there. Well, hell,
2: I got thunder snow yesterday. Thund- thunder, Pardon me. Yeah. You thunder snow. Thunder snow. Google it. It's 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 a rare weather phenomenon. But uh-huh. there's it was snowing. That and feels it was like thundering. That feels like it's pretty rare. But you would yeah. find it here, right? Like, yeah. Like chinooks. <laughs> like a chinook. Chinook. Yeah. Coming in. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I got some thunder snow. It was weird weather yesterday, but yeah, it should be kind of sunny today and kind of maybe kind of the same as yesterday, but. Hey, Calgary, we're out here golfing no matter what. Yeah, exactly. So we got a round four at Speargrass. That's a nice weekend. You know, it's not like we're, hey, you, gotta, nice you win weekend. this, you got to use it today. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, you probably won't get it
1: today. <laughs> no, t- no, you won't. Probably won't. But uh will probably get it next week. Yeah. But uh, it's going to be like 15 degrees on Sunday. Yeah. It's going to be like 12 degrees on Saturday. And
2: that's like, that's perfect. at golf this time tomorrow. of year, that's like 30. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sliding scale. We're no Toronto. The yeah, was, <laughs> we don't do that here. We don't do that weather
1: yeah, here. We don't do that weather here. So, yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> um, it's going to be a lot of fun today on the show. Uh, we got some great guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Bucala is going to stop by. Uh, I was chatting with Jason a little bit yesterday, and he has some interesting thoughts on how the Flames should approach the draft. All right, uh, especially with that first round pick, because it looks like they're going to finish fifteenth or 16th. Yeah, which that's... is man. And I, I was saying this to you off the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I was on tankathon.com the other day, which is it has that draft simulator. It's got strength of schedule. They, they do a great little website, especially... I, I use it a ton at the end of the year. And I, I ran through the draft lottery a few times, and the Flames have like a 0.5, 1.5% chance. I think I did it 10 times yesterday. The Flames won it twice. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, how Flames would it be for them to win the lottery in the year that they can only move up to fifth overall (laughs) in a draft that is going to be Bedard, Fantilli, Carlson, Michkov, and then Will Smith, all in the top five. Like, the, the Flames can get to that five or six spot and get whoever's left. Yeah. But I don't know. It looks like they're going to be once again caught in the murky middle for what's going to be a generational draft. But the interesting thing there is as much as the top end of this draft is very elite that kind of second tier that goes down all the way to the bottom of the second row is also very or the second round mm-hmm. is also very strong according to a lot of analysts. So, is there maybe a little bit of potential to do a little something something with your draft pick there in the first round? Per se. Mm-hmm. Now then, you do have to rely on your drafting if you're going to move that pick and maybe you turn it into a, an extra second and a later first rounder. Obviously, you still have to hit on those selections. Yeah. And I know that sometimes the fans get sour on the drafting around here. But frankly, you, you you look back at the last five, six, seven years, it's been pretty good mm-hmm. until there. You know, there was the Mason McDonald and Hunter Smith draft back in what was that 2014, I want to say. But then after that, mm-hmm. they had Rasmus Anderson and Oliver Shillington in the same draft. Yep, same round. Uh, in yeah, in the second round. Uh, they've they've been able to hit on some guys, right? Mm-hmm. As as they've gone down the the way here in their first and the second round. So, I don't know. It was an interesting thing that Jason floated to uh, me yesterday, so we're going to ask him all about that. Uh, and also a thought on Shane Wright, who's already out of the OHL postseason, believe it or not. Swept in the first round, despite being part of the first seeded of Windsor, Windsor Spitfires. Oh, wow. And uh, Jason, not very impressed. So we'll get into <laughs> that as well. Uh, Derek Wills <laughs> is going to stop by. Wills texted you yesterday get and said, it. hey. You need me. What time is it? What are we doing? <laughs> when are we wrapping this thing up? Because obviously he's also doing a little bit of preparation for um, what he's going to have to do this morning. He's going to be down at the Dome doing yep. some of the interviews and stuff as the team goes to the car wash, 10, 15 to 2 o'clock today. Jay, uh, Derek Wills is going to join us, top of the third hour, just after 8.05, uh, just after 8 o'clock there to get the latest on the flame season. Because man, if there was questions around this team going into last season... <laughs> The results we saw this year have maybe created even more of an intrigue to this offseason. Uh, Kevin Smith is going to stop by. Going to talk a little bit of golf. Mm. That's going to be around eight eight 845 for the Speargrass Golf Show because, yep. of course, Speargrass is opening up today. We're going to get the latest on uh, Alberta golf. There's a really cool program in Alberta where uh, kids can basically golf for five bucks yeah. around the province. And straight up. Cost is one of the things that kind of prevent people from golfing. Mm-hmm. So kids for $5 sounds like a pretty sweet deal to me. Yep. I wish I could golf for five bucks. <laughs> so we're going to ask Kevin all about that. And also uh, masters. I have a question about slow play and Patrick Cantley that I want to run by him too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to get the cavalry story. Yes. The weekend kicks off this season, yeah. this weekend. Yeah. They, uh, the they're... season kicks off this weekend. Yeah. First more. segment. Got to get this uh, <laughs> brain oiled up here. Uh, they're on the road for their first two games. Mm-hmm. Tommy Wilden Jr. is going to stop by for yes, a chat, as much as we love. Tommy, it's been, a, it's been a long time. It has been. Distance makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. So I'm excited for this season. How much Cavalry do you watch when they're on the road? Because I know that you're a season ticket holder. Yep. Yeah. Uh, always down at Atko Field cheering the boys on, mm-hmm. cheering the lads
2: on. The Lads. But how much do you uh, keep an eye on when they're on the road? Oh, I watch them uh, quite a bit. Like, I'll have it on, like, because they play afternoons on on the road. It's like. Sometimes the schedule a little but a little messed up, but yeah, you know what? Yeah. It, it's fine. I watch them on, on the streaming and whatnot. Uh, I'll be definitely watching tomorrow down at the uh, at the ship, their new home. It's their new bar. So oh, yep. Yeah, yeah. So at uh, the
1: actual ship, yep. Yeah. Like it's the official bar of the cavalry now. Yes. Oh, yep. you know, cool. Yep. And, are uh, you excited for season? Is the season? Are they finally going to be able to push it over the finish line this year?
2: They. It's a lot of uh, uh, some turnover, a lot of turnovers. some new faces in here. I like the depth of the organization right now. We'll see. I mean, they get the they get Forge, their, uh, their big rival now that uh, that Edmonton is gone. I mean, I think Forge was always their number one rival as well. But, sure. yeah, I'm excited for that. Uh, it'll be 2 o'clock tomorrow.
1: Nice. Uh, and then on top of that, Mike Bord is going to stop by when we get into hour number four. Yeah. Going to talk a little bit of Roughnecks later on in the show. Uh, they host the Desert Dogs tonight. The Desert Dogs of Las Vegas. Yes, Wayne Gretzky's Desert Dogs. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. 7 o'clock, it's the home finale. Uh, you've probably seen the the commercials, but they got $40,000 in prizes to
2: give away for fan appreciation <laughs> night today. It's a yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 what the Roughnecks do for their fans, uh, probably the best in the NLL.
1: Come for the prizes, stay for the game. Exactly. Yeah, let's go. And you know it's going to be <laughs> all sorts of rowdy down in there. Uh, the Roughnecks have clinched a first round home playoff date. Yep. As they're going to finish as one of the top two seeds in their...
2: Outside chance of buy.
1: Outside chance of a buy. Yeah. But uh, gotta win out and hope San Diego loses out. Yeah. Tough loss to San Diego. What was that last weekend? The weekend prior. Couple weeks back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that really kind of dashed their chances for the yeah. top spot. But nevertheless, they'll see what they can do, and you know it's always a party. Uh, Mike Board is going to join us. It's picture day for the Rough Knicks as well. Oh yeah! So we'll ask Mike Board because we're going to get a player on, and they said the players are doing pictures. But we'll give you Mike Board. So Mike, they're not taking your picture. aren't, aren't you, you getting team? included aren't in you this? Part of the team. <laughs> so we'll ask Mike about that. Uh, that'll be just after nine o'clock. But we got a great show for you. Morning report coming up. We got the golf show, um, and we're giving away those Speargrass golf tickets as well. So nine six zero nine six zero. The question for you today. Of all the players that are cleaning out their locker for the Calgary Flames today, who would be the most surprising flame who is cleaning out their locker for the very last time and why? Uh, before we leave, I did, or before we did get to the morning report, I wanted to just play a, a couple of things mm-hmm. here. Uh, because I think this really will influence some of our conversation for the rest of the morning. We're going to get into the playoff matchups because a lot of that is said after yesterday. Yep. There's one game that is still relevant to the Central Division playoff seeding. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the Predators and the Avalanche tonight. The Predator or the Avalanche can still win top spot in that Central Division yep. with a win today. They need a win. They need a win. Uh, one point won't do it as Dallas holds the tiebreaker. More regulation wins, but if Colorado is able to beat Nashville, they'll jump into that top spot. Mm-hmm. That would mean they play Seattle. If they lose the game today, they would play Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I would kind of want to see them play against Minnesota, personally, but... Yeah. Abs, just, abs th- th- and Wild would be pretty dang that's a, fun. N- that's a nasty yeah. series. Yeah. Nasty. Yeah. Um, but the one thing I did want to get to, Elliot Friedman, Merrick show mm-hmm. every day, uh, 10 o'clock right here on Day, 960 The Fan, up until noon, Mer- uh, Friedman joins Merrick to start the show. And one of the things that came up was the conversation around the Calgary Flames. The question was poised ar- around Dustin Wolf and his first start and getting his mm-hmm. first win, and we love seeing the visuals there. But uh, Elliot Friedman had some, some thoughts on what the next step is for the Flames. It's the same thing that we've been talking about a lot. It's the question around the general manager. Now, the interesting thing in here is that we did hear that maybe some of the other front office staff have already been extended. So uh, take a listen to what Elliot Friedman said yesterday uh, on The Merrick Show.
3: I think we're going to find out reasonably quickly what we're thinking about here with the Flames. Um, you know, what True Living wants to do. I've said this a couple times this week. Uh, He was offered an extension. He punted it. Um, I I think he's, you know, I I think, like, I I think that, I don't think it's not that they don't want him back. I just think he has a big decision to make. He's been there a long time, um, and sometimes in life we all need change. So I think he's deciding if this is the time or if, um, you know, he wants to stay on and and see it through. Um, You know, I think some of the people around him have been extended, Uh, you know, uh, so there is a framework potentially in place if they need it. Like, I think Don Maloney has been extended. I think Craig Conroy has been extended. So like, I don't necessarily know what that means that that's the situation, but I think they've kind of said, okay, well, if our GM does leave, you know, we're not going to be in a power vacuum here. They've got something there.
1: So, uh, contract offer had been out to Brad Treleaven. Mm-hmm. Decided to wait on it, see how the year goes. Perhaps we find out what his decision is in the next couple of weeks. Here, um, you know, we've kind of heard from Brian Leslie and and uh, our boy Eric Francis that you know maybe there are changes coming here mm-hmm. in in the near future rather than the far future, and that makes sense because especially if you're going to make a change of general manager, you got the draft coming up, and and this is a big summer for this team as far as. The direction you want to go but i did think it was interesting that craig conroy and don maloney have both been extended already too because you know conroy is a guy that i wonder about just kind of getting a little bit of a promotion if brad decides maybe this isn't for me maybe coming back isn't for me yeah like like his family is you know young family has started to move on yeah
2: yeah it, it's it's there's just so much. I think Brad, I, like I said, I would love if he comes back. Yeah, I think I've, I think most people would would agree that they they want the GM back because of of just what Brad brings to the table. Like you always hear about, what well, Flames are in on everything. He's making calls. You know, this is not a GM that sits on his hands and waits and waits. He's in on everything. He tries his best to make this team the best it can be. But like, there is just a giant like. Eh, there is a there was a philosophy change here. It, mm-hmm. it, it is such a divide this year between how management and how the coaching staff feels about the team.
1: Yeah, like the biggest thing that we've heard when we've asked the insiders about mm-hmm. this is: can they both exist on the yep. same in the same and organization? And like everybody Gambus. says, I don't
2: think they can coexist anymore.
1: And I kind of agree there. And then you get into the stuff about exit meetings and what Daryl Sutter's future might be, and all of a sudden there's a lot more questions. Mm-hmm.
3: They've got a bunch of really good players who've got one year left. What are those players going to say? Yeah. Like, you know, from the Chris Tanes to the Noah Hannafans to the Tyler Toffoleys to the Elias Lindholms to the Michael Backlins, You know, I'm sorry if I'm forgetting anyone. I like to be inclusive you know, what are, what are those guys going to say? Because, you know, I, I think that that probably yeah. will determine as much as anything else what the future role of the organization is. I, I think Sutter's coming back. I, I don't, like, he's got like an $8 million extension there, and he's not a guy who would walk away from that. I, mean, I don't know who would. I, I got to think Sutter's coming yeah. back. So all of this is a puzzle that's got to fit.
1: So there's the other wrinkle about it because we do know that Daryl Sutter is about to start a two-year extension that depending on which insider you listen to is between eight and eight and a half million dollars total money that he that would be still have to be paid out if he Mm -hmm. gets let go from the team if he's asked to no longer be the head coach. So that's another interesting wrinkle around the group as we get ready for all the exit
2: meetings today. If that's the case, if if it does feel that Sutter will be back, then it's then it's no rebuild, it's no re This thing will be a running it back, adding, trying to make this work with this group, mm-hmm. and then if it doesn't, then you you, you 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 have some pieces to move at the trade deadline. Yes. Albeit, probably not getting as much as you would if you moved them July 1 or at the draft. Probably not, because teams have more flexibility. Yep. You also invite a whole lot
1: more players into yeah, the dance. Everybody
2: would be involved at draft day. You got 31 other teams that would be involved. Because there are a couple of no-trade clauses here that are relevant. like mm-hmm. The Michael Backlund one
1: is the big one. He's got a 10-team trade list, according to Cap Friendly. Huberto and Caudry have no-trades. Uh, Blake Coleman has a no-trade, but they're they're signed for a few more years here. So I don't know if those like, would come into play so much. But Noah Hannafin and Chris have also have a trade lists.
2: Do you so. go find a, a general manager that's, hey, can you work with this guy? Will you be able to coexist with him? Can mm-hmm. we make this work? I don't know how many... Like I, Yeah, it's a GM I, I job. Th- I think that's easy. Nobody's I, I, saying no to an NHL GM job if it's offered to
1: them. And I think you can find people around that, A, have either worked with Daryl Sutter yeah, before. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, you can, you can get it sorted, no problem. Um, the only question would be, yeah. who is that? Are they coming to Calgary? And yeah. and what do you do? And that's the thing.
2: Like like do do they want to be around? Like hey, we we see this. This is not a, just a thing that people are realizing here in Calgary. This is a thing that's known around the league. That this is a team that's in the playoffs one year, out the next. In up. It's just been, you know, the same thing over and over for the last decade here. Mm-hmm. I agree. And yeah, I think we're both in the position of hey, we want to see we want to see something, we want to see a rebuild here or a retool or something. I I don't, I don't even think it
1: needs to be a retool or a rebuild
2: or any of that. I just think that there has to be a direction of the team. Yeah, and I just think that they have to be moving in the same direction. And last year, it kind of felt like they were going in the same direction because hey, maybe that's because they were winning. That awfully yeah. helps. Yeah, winning takes away a lot of things. And then yeah. when you hit the first wall of adversity, you start hating on people. Yeah. You start finding their little flaws. You start not agreeing on things. And
1: now we wait. Uh, although, hopefully we don't have to wait because too long honestly, some decisions we, can, we
2: can say like, hey, well, Calgary can't really do much unless they start moving players. They, got, they have to move some names out. They're still like over the cap here, or they will be once these uh, extensions go in. Mm-hmm be pretty close, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, their projected cap hit for next season
1: is $82.25 million. Yeah. Which is right below the cap, like a million dollars below the cap. So somebody's not coming back. Yeah. Going to have to make some moves somehow. Going to have to free up some space somehow. The text question today, fire it off, 960-960, or you can give us a call on the voicemail line, 403 407 403-4070-BET- the text line question, who would be the most surprising flame who is cleaning out their locker for the last time? And why? We'll play some of your texts uh, just after 7 o'clock. That's when we're going to be giving away the tickets for or the round of four at Speargrass Golf Course. Uh, so get your texts in. You don't have a lot of time. We're going to play them uh, because we've got a jam-packed show later on. Bukola Wills, Kevin Smith, Mike Board, Tommy Wheeldon Jr., you name it, everyone's stopping by for a Friday. We're riding this train into the weekend. Stick around, pals. Sports at 960 The Fan.
0: Your number one spot for Flames coverage can be found on Flames Talk with me, Pat Steinberg. Exclusive interviews, trusted insiders, and the latest news. Listen live weekday afternoons at 4 or stream the Flames Talk podcast on demand.
1: Welcome back to the program. It's the big show with Russick and Rose, but no Russick. So it's the big show with Rose and Duma. Woo! Uh, Georgie away today, but he'll be back on Monday. Quick day off. Little rest of recuperation for the big dog. He'll be out. Yep, golfing and before you know it. Yep, big dog, small femurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the show today, Jason Buchla coming up at seven thirty. Derek Wills coming up at eight oh five. Tommy Weldon Jr. just after eight thirty. Kevin Smith at eight forty five for the Speargrass Golf Show. They're opening today. Speaking of golf and yep. uh, Mike Board to talk about the Roughnicks. They got uh, the final home playoff game today. They're gonna welcome in the you know, Las Vegas Desert Dogs to the Scotiabank saddle dome. How about uh forty grand worth of prizes
2: to be given away for fan appreciation night? Yeah, don't Man, mind. If I, do. be, I can just imagine. you know, I love like little prizes because, you know, it just gives you a better chance. Yeah. You know, there's only nineteen thousand two hundred and eighty nine seats in there.
1: Yeah, so like, that that's two prizes per person. Damn right. <laughs> that's, that's a great
2: well, that's it's forty thousand
1: dollars. It's not forty thousand prizes.
2: I wish it was 40000 prize, But that's a $2 <laughs> prize for each person. Yeah, if you want to break it down that way. Yeah, or like it's a... I can see there's gift cards, Roughnecks yeah, swag, yeah, Flames swag, yeah. stamps, all the all the Calgary teams. I'm going to assume a lot of Roughnecks probably, yeah. I,
1: maybe less of the other
2: guys, yeah. but
1: nevertheless. That's fair. Um, Looking forward to that tonight. It's going to be a fun weekend, actually, uh, sports here around uh, Calgary with the Wranglers finishing up their regular yeah. season. Uh, they're in Abbotsford, so it's not here, but nevertheless. You know what? What am I talking about? It's here. It's all here. Patty Dumas has it in the morning report. It's brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast.
2: Is there, yeah, Jays looking for the sweep of the Detroit Tigers, Calgary Flames dressing room clean-out day, locker room clean-out day, however you want to say it, I mm-hmm. say dressing room, whatever. Sure, yeah, whatever. It doesn't, it, no, doesn't it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, it's all Yeah, same. and uh, we, got, we got some Stanley Cup playoff matchups to talk about. Here we go, it's all in the morning report. Like I say, it's dressing room clean-out day down at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. We'll also dressing up. room or locker room? I say dressing room in Mm. here, but I know a lot of people say locker room. I go dressing room as well. Dressing room, yeah. Hockey's dressing room. Okay, fair. All right. Uh, It will be the final media availability of the season for players: Daryl Sutter, Brad Living. As we enter an off season full of unknowns. Decisions to be made on a current crop of UFAs. Milan Lucic, as Eric Francis reported unlikely to sign, re with the Flames. Trevor Lewis, one of those good soldiers we talk about, but that's dependent on the coach. Stetch Dog, Troy Stetcher. He fit like a glove here on the back end. Of course, Nick Ritchie he was acquired alongside Stetcher. And, of course, Michael Stone. And then you got that group of players with one year left. That are big parts of this team, like leading scorer Tyler DeFoley, Michael backlin who, who people talk about as a future captain of this group, Elias Lindholm, Noah Hannafin, Chris Tanev, and Nikita Zadorov. Players, they're going to start their availability at 10-15. They got a four-hour block set up uh, for this. Uh, Logan will probably have some audio. We'll for sure have some audio coming your way oh, this yeah. afternoon on Sportsnet uh, today. Uh, always intriguing to hear from the players on Garbage Bag Day. We'll hear... A ton of injuries, I'm sure. Maddie, last season was peak flames drama. This season, off season, I can only imagine it'll excel and exceed those uh, drama that we had last season. It uh, should be a fascinating day to see what happens.
1: Like we talked about in the last segment, this is a team that's pretty much up against the Cavs yeah. for next year, and uh by that math, you have to make some changes. A, now. Bi- a
2: big ticket's got to go out to make this thing Yeah,
1: work. and listen, there's there's ways that you can create some cap space. For instance, Dustin Wolf is your backup at just over $800,000 next year, Ding. that saves you you know, a million dollars in change if you want to go one particular route, maybe even more if you want to go the other. But I don't think that's probably it. But nevertheless, it's on the table. A lot of guys with two years left of uh, uh, one year left of being on a contract. You can get a lot with a lot of these guys. Yep. Guys that are coming off really solid years, like Backlund, like Lindholm, like Hannafin, like Tanev. Uh, Chris Tanev is probably the one guy that I think we'd wonder about with injuries because yeah. he did miss the regular season finale. And yeah. He was really the only true like veteran. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, this guy would be in the game. Yeah, like he's, he's-, he's always fighting through something. He's been banged up a lot
2: this year. And you just been... hope he
1: doesn't have to have surgery or anything yeah. like that in the off season, and he can just kind of a little rest, Get relaxation. Back. and
2: Because he wasn't healthy coming in last new. year at camp. So I want a good Well, team. He
1: was early, what? Three weeks early from what he was supposed to yeah. return? <laughs> like, he wasn't supposed to be ready for the start of no. training camp and there, there We're he was. Like, yep,
2: here he goes. Uh, can't keep Chris Tanev out the lineup again. Uh, yeah, it is locker room cleanout day.
1: The uh, guys that won't be there uh, Walker Dewar, Dustin yep. Wolf, and Jacob Peltier, yep. they were all assigned.
2: Yeah, that's uh, they're uh, in Abbotsford to play the final two games of what we hope is a long postseason run that ends in a Calder Cup. Uh, let's get to the NHL story from last night, which should sure. have been the final night of the regular season, but we have two <laughs> makeup games on Friday. Uh, division titles and matchups, we got most of them set up. But let's get into it. We'll start in the Pacific Division. Golden Knights just need a point to secure home ice in the Western Conference, but Edmonton still has that shot at the division with a win and a regulation loss by the Golden Knights. They'd be tied on points, and the Oilers have those tiebreakers. Edmonton, they're taking on the Sharks, and it didn't take long for the Oilers to get going. Matthias Janmark opened the scoring 4-16 and and if there's one thing you don't do, it's put the Oilers on the power play. Left side to McDavid, into the corner, pass across, right
0: side, go! scores! Leon- a sharp angle and it's two nothing edmonton
2: yeah that set the nhl record edmonton's 89th power play goal this season and the highest percentage as well that was leon's 52nd oilers wouldn't look back they went 5-2 to win their club tying ninth in a row to end a re- end the regular season and end the season on a 15 game point streak Stuart Skinner's 28th win ties Grand Fear for the most wins by a rookie netminder. Now, all the attention turned to since well, rather Seattle uh, as the Vegas Golden Knights were in taking on the Kraken. A win in regulation would had uh, a Kraken win in regulation would had Edmonton their first division title since 1987, mm-hmm. Vegas needing just a point to win another Pacific Division title. Let's pick this one up bit half halfway point of the second period, Seattle on the man advantage.
0: And now, Petrangelo left for Eichel. He skates out hot. Penalty against the Kraken is over. Eichel shoots safe. Rebound side of the goal. They score! Martinez!
2: Yeah, Alec Martinez shorthanded. That's the game winner. Vegas would add one more. They win 3-1. They are your Pacific Division champions. Seattle, they do not move up. They will be the first wild card. Edmonton, they get a rematch with Los Angeles
1: looking forward to that. Yes. Looking forward to that series with Drew Doughty involved in it yeah. as well. Now, mm-hmm. that being said, the Oilers are considerably better than mm-hmm. they were last year with the long-term addition of Kane and yeah. everything else they've Stuart in. Skinner in net, Matthias Ekholm. Ekholm's a big oh. one for sure. Um you've got younger guys who have taken a step forward there. Bouchard, here. yeah. I although you thought... lost Tyson Berry. so it's like The pressure a off loss. of Darnell
2: Nurse, yeah, has made him really pretty good to watch. That he's not that number one guy relied on to shut down, guys.
1: I'm uh, looking forward to seeing how Mikey Anderson handers, handles this series yes. as well. Of course, yeah. he was the one that uh, has been at the blunt end of the, the taking the brunt <laughs> of some of these games yeah. between the Oilers and the Kings lately after he really hurt uh, Leon Draisaitl last year's postseason.
2: Yeah, and we know that uh, you know the, the whistles kind of go away come postseason. We'll see how effective the Oilers can be without maybe a lot of power play. I'm not saying that's the reason mm. they are where they are. It's a good chunk of reason why where they are. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Uh, let's get to the uh, Metropolitan Division here. Uh, Carolina and New Jersey both entering Game 82 with a chance to win the division. Carolina needing a win or a Devil's Regulation loss to seal this one up. We'll start in Sunrise with the Panthers playing host to the Canes. Uh, don't forget, a win by Florida. They would leapfrog the Islanders and avoid that first-round matchup with the Bruins. The that would Can- be good. Yeah, yeah, w- don't want to do that. Don't want to do that. Nope. Uh, Hurricanes got out to a 2 0 lead after 40. Then an absolutely insane third period that saw eight goals. What? <laughs> yeah. Florida would tie things up early in the third thanks to Barkov and Lomberg. Uh, Florida knowing a win would, again, avoid the Bruins. Uh, someone who is going to be massive in the, any success the Canes have this spring will be number eight on the back end.
0: Hurricanes will change the forwards. Drury will get to this. He'll snap on that. will go just wide. Now Burns with it. it shot. He'll score! Brent Burns! It's no hesitation, and the Canes get the lead right
2: back. Yeah, it's Bernsey's 18th of the year, makes it 3-2, and then just 21 seconds later, Carolina puts on the afterburners with Esper Fast scoring. It's 5-2 uh, when the Panthers decide to make it kind of close, uh, but then Sebastian Ajo would put it in the empty net. Hurricanes win 6-4 and clinch their third straight Metropolitan Division title. They will get the Islanders in round one. That's an interesting matchup. Uh, Carolina won three of the four
1: during the course of the regular season. Ilya Sorokin. Sorokin is mad, man. But he didn't play extremely well against the Hurricanes in the regular season over the course of their four meetings. So, as much as he is the X-Factor here, um, maybe a little bit of edge to the Hurricanes nevertheless. That, though, is probably the one, you know top seed versus a wild card that you look at and say, mm-hmm. maybe in trouble of an upset.
2: Yeah, because it was like Rod Brindamore saying, well, they had to play essentially 80 goals between uh, uh, Shvetnikov and and, and So it,
1: Well, expected goals yeah. from Pacharetti because yeah. he only played the one yeah, game expected before it was hurt, goals. But, Just, but I know what you mean. Yeah, And then the other thing too with them losing all that offense, like Matt Barzell looks like he might be returning for the New York Islanders. Yeah. And who are you giving the edge to as far as Offenses. I don't know if I'm giving the edge to either of them. I think they're relatively similar. Mm-hmm. They kind of depth you out. They got guys that are, you know, those 50 to 70 point guys consistently yep. every year, but neither either of them really have a superstar offensive yep. player.
3: Oh, Marcel really. and
1: Ajo yeah. are trying to do yep. what they can, but they're not, you know, McDavid, Matthews, any of that type of yeah. offense. It's not what we're going
2: to see with Matthews and Stamkos. Yeah. In, right? <laughs> we, we also get the two Sebastian Ajos in this series. Oh, yeah. yeah, <laughs> The Finnish and the Swedish Weird. ones. <laughs> uh, New Jersey, they obviously uh, do not win uh, the, the Metro. They fell behind 3-0 quickly to the Capitals, but were able to overcome that. Force overtime, win 5-4. Uh, so we got a juicy matchup with the Devils and Rangers. First postseason Wuffles. matchup since the 2012 Eastern Conference Final. This is another series that uh, the Devils won
1: the regular season matchup out of four games. And Igor Shosturkin also looked quite mortal against the Devils throughout the course of the regular season. You would give the edge in net easily to Sorokin and Shosturkin in each series. But maybe a little bit of a, a reason to stop and question if they're going to be able to continue their elite play
2: against these particular opponents. Well, I want to see what Timo Meyer does. He has not fit in great since coming over from San Jose. So, what, nine goals and I think 14 points in 20 games?
1: So it's. It's okay. The goal total has gone up yeah. significantly in the last little
2: bit he here. Start the grace, but like I think it'd be a lot on Timo Mar. Jack Hughes, I'm really excited to see him. Luke
1: Hughes scored his first yeah. NHL
2: goal in an overtime winner wrap around yesterday. A real dandy. There you go. Yeah, Luke Hughes, man. This is uh, this is this gonna be a fun series. Uh, Devils it. and Rangers, big rival. You've
1: got basically veterans scoring against youth scoring up front. Yeah, Patty I, Kane. I like and- the blue line on both sides. You got length. For the Devils, yeah. you got that nastiness for the Rangers, but then it's Vanacek against Shosturkin.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We'll see how it goes. I'm excited for that one.
2: Yeah. Uh, to the Central, uh, Minnesota locked into the three seed, uh, so it's down to Dallas and Colorado. Uh... A win by the Stars over the Blues and a regulation loss by the Avs, and the Stars will be Central Division champs. Colorado could clinch with a win over Winnipeg and a regulation loss by the Stars. We'll start in Denver. Uh, Just gutting news ahead of this one as the uh, Avalanche announced that uh, their captain, Gabriel Landeskog, will miss the entirety of the 2023 Stanley Cup playoffs. He's already missed the entirety of the season as well, as he could just not ever get right. From that knee injury. And this was something that like he's been delayed. Like it's not yeah. like
1: this was the timeline for him to return. He it was, was like supposed to return like March. Yeah, yeah. Like a month ago. Like And now you really gotta wonder. This is a guy who obviously has signed long term. One, two, three, four, five more seasons at seven million dollars. He's their captain in a knee injury, but uh, you gotta hope that he can get back and play because he's a fun player to watch. He's a postseason yeah. player as well. He's, he's a very
2: big, uh, big presence with the, the the a true one of the true last power forwards yep. we have in the uh, in the NHL. But uh, well, to the game, uh, taking on the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Winnipeg's locked into that second wild card, so all they can do is potentially wreck home ice uh, at least for the first two rounds for Colorado. Uh, Jets not dressing a lot of guys in this one. David Riddick getting the start. Uh, they make a game of it. It was 2-2 entering the final frame, but early in the third, Avalanche strike.
0: And Evan Rodriguez to Cantlin to the Jets line. He lets
3: it go! He
0: scores! Evan Almighty! Shot that from his
2: Yeah, Connor McGahee on the call there. Uh, that's Evan Rodriguez, 3-2 there. Arturi Leckanen would put it into an empty net. Avs and their home portion of the regular season with a 4-2 win, keeping their chances at a Central Division crown alive. Uh, they need a win tonight. Uh, they need the full two points uh, to get that division there in Nashville as well. Uh, to Dallas, uh, Wyatt Johnson, his 24th, ended up being the only goalie. He ties Matty Beneers for first among rookies, scoring uh, Jake Ottinger. Uh, with goals, I should say. Jake Ottinger with the 25-save shutout. Stars win six straight to close out the season. This is going to be a tough out, whoever they get in round one.
1: Yeah, they're going to be a tough out for sure. We all know what Jake Ottinger can do in a playoff series. That is uh, not a question. Man, I... I like Dallas. I think they're very good. Yeah. I think they're going to be way better this year in the playoffs than they were last year. Because... I don't think
2: they're going to have trouble scoring.
1: Like, if I'm not mistaken, Jason Robertson was a bit of a ghost in that playoff series with the Flames yeah. until, like, game six or seven. So if that guy is really on it to start the postseason, look out for the Dallas Stars, especially with Jamie Benn playing the way he is in that blue
2: line. I'm a big fan of that group. Yeah, so uh, Dallas still has a chance at the division, but they need Nashville to do them a favor tonight and take... Uh, the win, uh, race at the bottom here. Columbus and Pittsburgh. They, uh, they, had a disappointing season. So all Columbus had to do was not win these final two games, and they would have the best odds at Connor Bedard. It was that easy? That was that easy. No, nope, they go out and beat the uh, Columb, or rather the Pittsburgh Penguins, who just had a disaster of the year. And it could, this today could be the day we learn the fates of Ron Hextall and Brian Burke. Mm-hmm. Saw some rumors on Twitter there yesterday, as that today could be the day that both get the axe. And as Frank Saravalli said yesterday, Fenway Sports is not messing around any more. You got
1: something? I uh, just wanted to mention, as far as the draft lottery goes, basically everybody is locked into their position except for the Blackhawks, the Blue Jackets, and the Sharks. That can change between the 2, 3, and 4 seeds. But the Canadian teams are locked into their odds. Montreal is going to have the fifth best odds. That's 8.5%. The Vancouver Canucks have gone 5-3-2 and two in their last 10 games. They are the last team that can win Connor Bernard as they finished uh, 11th in the odds. They have a three percent chance to uh, move up in the draft and draft first overall. The Calgary Flames, 05 percent, as they're currently fifteenth. Uh, but they could be. Uh, that would be the Predators that would have to jump them to there. Yeah. So let's
2: give the wheel a spin. Sure, the hell of it. Why not?
1: <laughs> Oh, you played the whole clip. Oh, well, I, I usually play whole... half the oh, clip. Oh, yeah, okay, there we go. It's Sorry. like 20 seconds oh, long. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, hey, Arizona.
2: <laughs> Arizona wins the draft lottery. They jump up five spots. Uh, Calgary State, obviously, 15th. So, Arizona in this uh, run. would win- Enjoy win. Tempe. A-F- Maybe. ASU, Maybe. Houston? Possibly Houston. Know. Possibly Houston one day. Uh, I want to play this one here. Uh, Chicago announced yesterday that they would uh, not yes. bring back uh, Jonathan Taves. Uh, for the 2023 2024 season, Taze a pending UFA, unsure on his future, playing his final game as a Hawk. And uh, by God, man, playing against the team he won his first cup against, the yep. Philadelphia Flyers. Yep. And uh, the hockey gods are watching.
0: Yep. Face off happening to the right of Sandstrom. Here's Athanasio, put it in front. He It's The captain, Jonathan Taves, with a power play goal! Blackhawks are back to within a goal of the Flyers at three two, and the United Center is on their feet. Everybody standing, applauding. Captain Jonathan Cage.
2: Yeah, Captain Sirius redirects Andre, Andreas, C's shot. Flyers do win five four in overtime, so the Hawks do get a point, and their chances of getting the best odds were in the hands of the Anaheim Ducks, who, you know, they beat. Uh, they did not beat L.A. So yeah, Anaheim's got the best odds right now at uh, picking first overall. Uh, this year
1: Chicago or uh, Winnipeg going to sign Jonathan Taves to be their 3C what? move Lowry up a little bit there <laughs> he a 2C now the same way we saw Michael Backlund take a big step this
0: year I think
2: it depends on all what Taves wants to do if he wants to be part of a Stanley Cup contender if he wants to be like, hey I want to get one more shot at this thing I think he's I think somebody would sign him to be their 3C I know Colorado is a team that yeah. was rumored to like him as well, but hell, I think for nostalgic purposes, that'd be great to it's see. Gotta him. be healthy, though, right? Gotta be healthy. And I think that's what matters the most with Jonathan Taves. He's been through a whole hell of a lot. Uh, another uh another uh, special story here out in Buffalo. Sure.
0: Middlestack holds it score! Uh, what may very well be his final game in the National Hockey League, yet to be determined, but if it is, look at this reception. Yeah,
2: it sure looked like it. Yeah, he said after it, yeah, this is going to be it. Casey Milstead with the game winner in overtime. But a special moment for Craig Anderson, who did not need announce his retirement. 708 games, 318 wins. Always remember his run with Ottawa in that 2017 playoffs, ending in a double OT loss to the Penguins in the conference final. But that was a great run, uh. Craig Anderson, man. Do you know who he was originally drafted by?
1: Uh Calgary?
2: Yes. Yes. But they did not sign him. No, no. like the St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah. 1999 and he went back in the draft and then the Blackhawks drafted him. <laughs> yeah, so. The more you know. Yeah, good for uh good for Craig Anderson, great career. One of the more underrated goalies. just you know, He was never yeah, top of the board of echelon goaltenders. Yeah, maybe a couple of
1: years there in Ottawa where he yeah. kind of snuck in, but, but it's I just, agree. But it's just like, yeah,
2: for reliability, for just a guy that just did this job. Yeah. 41 years old, oldest player in the league as well. Good on you, Craig Anderson.
1: Yeah, uh, great career. Uh, enjoyed watching you. By all accounts, just a, a gentleman of a human being as well. And, and you can kind of tell, like if you haven't seen the video of the game-winning yeah. goal... Uh, go find it because...
2: <laughs> Middlestad
1: wanted to like celebrate, but then he was like, oh, everybody's well, they, going in? Well, he, he he wants to celebrate because it's the natural reaction to scoring an yeah. overtime goal. And then he and his, I don't know who his teammate was, but they lock eyes and they the, both realize... We gotta and go. they both, they rubberneck towards the net and they take off towards Craig Anderson. I was like, this is awesome, man. Like a team with so many young players that are finding yeah. their way in the NHL. Could you have a better net miner behind them to just kind of yeah. be that guiding hand, Mm -hmm. but also like, oh, you know, every third or fourth game, because he certainly wasn't playing every game, uh, to come in and give you a pretty sturdy force between the pipes. Like, he had a couple of 40 save performances this season. Oh, yeah. Like, (laughs) how about it? Have at her. And he had his family there and everything, so uh, congrats to Craig Anderson.
2: Uh... The baseball here, Blue Jays looking for the sweep of the Detroit Tigers. Roof open and back to back nights. Chris, what? Yeah, I heard it's warm out in Toronto. <laughs> it's, it's quite nice. Uh, Chris Bass looking for great uh, another back to back start as well. It was pretty good up against Spencer Turnbull. Uh, no Matt Chapman in this one. He's a late scratch uh, with what was what? described as a viral infection. Oh, that's not something good. Something like a stomach Gross. bug maybe yeah. uh, that he had. Uh, he did show up halfway through the game. He came out to the, to oh, a, okay. that's to that's the good. dugout and he was up on the up on the railing there. Had a uh, little street meet. Yeah, maybe. Maybe one of loony avoid the loony dogs. Avoid that street meat. <laughs> uh, we'll pick this one up top, two. Talk about driving off clips. I don't know what the hell's happened what? to Javier Baez. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> in the second year of a six-year $140 million deal, definitely unaware of the new dimensions still of the new outfield at Rogers Center. Gets a slow start out of the box, only resulting in a double. And now Akil Badu at the dish. Some base running errors.
0: on a line out to center, backpedaling is bar show. He's there, makes the catch. The runner left second base, and the Blue Jays get a gift. Another base running error, not by a youngster this time. The veteran, Javier Baez, just ran the Tigers out of a run scoring situation. A double play, minimum face by Bassett, and the side's retired.
1: Yeah, so I'll, yeah, not a he great. He said after the game he forgot how many outs there were. Yeah, but then he also blamed it because he was batting sixth, and <laughs> he said that like I get too much going on in my, in my brain. Figure it Just, out, it's man,
2: like, dude. Go talk a sports psychologist. Man. Yeah, well, maybe if you can't hit better than if you don't <laughs> want to bat sixth, like, sorry. So the Tigers coming with nothing. AJ Hinch not a fan of Bias work of late. Chats no. uh, with him down the tunnel. Comes back out, buys, slaps some seeds, untucks the jersey. He's done. Hinch yanks him uh, for some poor field awareness and a lack of give-a-shirt. Uh, top nah. three. Uh, Tigers get on the board with first Tyler, Na- uh, Tyler Nevin, sack fly, scoring Jake Rogers. 1-0 Detroit bottom three. Jay's on the board.
0: 0 one. Guerrero smokes it right back up the middle. Base hit. And we're tied. Bisio trots in. It's 1-1 on the RBI base hit.
2: Yeah, top five, Akil uh, Badu at first, and then that uh, eighth spot back up the line up here for Detroit. No bias, as I noted earlier. Zach McKinnistry in that spot. Pretty good entry to the game. He has an RBI double. Scores Badu. Uh, so Badu's on a horse. Scores from first. The Tigers are back up in front. Chris Bassett, he's getting up there in the pitch count now. Potentially some trouble. Gets out of it in the sixth uh, as well. Uh, he, he goes to six innings, 107 pitches, striking out seven going to take a while to bring that ERA down, but uh, you know, keep that pitching like it was at the end. They'll be down before you know it. Uh, nothing to do for the home end of the team in the bottom half. Adam Simmer in the game. Great through the first six appearances this year. Uh, Adam Simmer's been pretty good. Yeah, this uh, one. Uh... He gets out of it okay. I mean, like Bo Bichette has some issues there. He may be just a little yeah. bit hesitant trying to turn a double play. And then there's the pop fly that he can't get out of. But they get out of that inning as well. Uh, top eight now. Anthony Bass now in the game. Spencer Torgelson with a leadoff double. Then strikes out Jonathan Scope. So naturally, you intentionally walk the next guy to force a double play and get out of it. Well, they get Ryan Crowder to pop out, uh, but then you get Jake Ray- Jake Rogers. He's having a heck of a game. Like the catcher, you know what had, he's got? He's got a heck of a thick dash. What? You, oh, handlebar. Um, yeah, reminds me handle- of, 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 of Billy Butler. Yes, it does. Country
1: breakfast. I. You know what? When I saw him with that must, the it's the, the mustache. <laughs> I was like. You can't wear batting gloves if you're gonna rock that. You can't wear batting <laughs> no, gloves you got to go. You got Will Myers that yeah. stuff.
2: <laughs> you gotta go barehand, a little yeah. chalk on the paws, yep. and that's it. That that was the only thing I said. Uh, I was like, that's a good duster, he, he but had a, he, had a, he had a game. Come on, he, man. I, I think he took a ball in the in the nether regions as well. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. It was, it was yeah, just, that buckled him pretty good. He did. Uh but good
0: on Jake Rogers. He stayed in the game. Two one. Wow. Swing of a line drive, base hit yeah. into left field Congrats. near the line. Merrifield, a long run to cut it off. Around third, Torkelson chugging towards the plate. He'll score. It's an RBI double for Jake Rogers.
2: Yeah, that would be the uh, Torkelson, Torkelson. Jake, Jake Rogers. Woo! Stork- Torkelson's one of the guys of the future that hope they hope... Is he uh, a, a first-round pick, yeah, first,
1: first first pick? Yeah, first overall pick. Yeah, up
2: there. So, uh, yeah, that would be the game-winning run. Uh, Jays, uh, Tigers win 3 1. Jays go 1 for 12 with runners in scoring position. Ugh. They still take 2 of 3. Uh, tonight, can't wait for this one. Tampa Bay Rays, they finally get to play a real team. 13 0 Rays get to make their trip north. Uh, Rogers Center to start a three game set. Worries some part, it's Barrios and Kikuchi to start yeah. this one off. Uh, but you can't trust the bottom of this rotation. So you- Hey, Kikuchi had one good, one bad. Yeah. This could be a one. This, good. Could be one good. this could be one good. Could be one good, but uh, Barrios tonight—that's the one I.
1: Chris Bassett's averaging three runs scored for his team whenever he starts yeah. in his three starts this year. So, certainly isn't helping the numbers for Old Sea Bass. Right. Um, but did, I, I thought yesterday was a better outing yeah. for the Jays starter. Now they've got this tough series with the Rays, but like you mentioned, they've had a bit of a cupcake schedule that have led them to this undefeated start. Yeah. Uh, Did you see the uh, graphic from the MLB yesterday? No. They released a graphic on the rule changes and their effects through two weeks of the season. So the pace of play, a nine in game time is down 30 minutes compared to the same number of days in 2022 from three hours and seven minutes to two hours and 37 minutes. That's good. Offense is up runs 1.4 per game compared to the same number of days in 2022. They're average up 20 points compared to the same number of days in 2022 uh, from 230 to 250 is kind of that batting average. And then the stolen bases. Stolen base attempts have increased to 1.7 per nine-inning game. That's the highest since 2012. Woo. Success rates is almost 80%. It's up about 5 or 6% since last year. Uh, and that's just a success yeah. rate on much more amounts of attempts because it's just easier to do this year. So I thought I, that was interesting. It's
2: still early, but these rule changes are showing this game has changed. For the better, and the Jays have probably played in two of the longer games this yeah. season, but they were great games. Yeah, there they was offensive driven. It wasn't a old like, oh, here we got to come out, we got to change these pitches. It wasn't an old four hour. They were almost four, four, hours five, five, and four the Yankees. Average Red game Sox two thirty. Yeah. Like it's pretty impressive no. what Yeah, uh, good on you, Major League Baseball. Uh, quickly here, NFL, uh, the filth that is Dan Snyder oh, could be finally coming to an end at least in the circles of ownership in the NFL. As it looks like he's reached a preliminary non-exclusive agreement to sell the storied franchise to a group led by Josh Harris, mm-hmm. the owner of the New Jersey Devils and Philadelphia 76ers, for a sports record of $6.05 billion. The non-exclusive deal is fully financed, is yet to be signed, meaning another group could come in and say, hey, you know, offer another couple of hundred mil here uh, because you know what? Let's just get this number higher. And that could be Canadian billionaire Steve Apostolopoulos. Say that three times fast. Uh, Apostolopoulos. 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 That's pretty good. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's still also involved, according to sources, the rumored $6.05 billion price tag would be $1.4 more than the Walton family paid for the Denver Broncos last summer. Want to hear a number that will make you a little sick? Yeah, I love being sick. Yeah, man. He bought yeah. uh, Dan Snyder bought the Washington Football Team for eight hundred million dollars in nineteen ninety nine. Uh huh. It would be a seven hundred and fifty six percent return oh. on investment if my math serves me correct.
1: Yeah, that's a decent coin. Yeah. Congrats, I guess. Yeah, congrats so just, to
2: Dan Snyder to yeah, get the hell out of I the NFL. I always cheer for yeah. I was There's no the turds here. Not anymore. Yeah, I was cheering for the billionaire. Uh, yeah, uh, it's a golf here, PGA Tour, uh, RBC Heritage, round one in the books. Well, kind of. Uh, they had to, <sighs> it was kind of suspended with six golfers still out there on yeah. the course. This is not like the worst? Yeah. Well, oh, damn, we're so close. <laughs> then the let rains just came. Play the <laughs> Oh man, just let me, uh, Hilton Head. Island out in South Kakalaki, elevated events. You get the big names out there. Everybody but Rory. Everybody but Rory, who withdrew for no apparent reason. Uh, round one had to be suspended because of the weather, but Victor Hovland, looking to shake off his bad Sunday at Augusta, he was able to finish his round. It sits as your leader at 7 under. Only six golfers, like I said, could not could not finish, including Jimmy Walker and Aaron Rye, who were just one back of Hovland. Uh, where is Mr. Green Jacket, John Rahm? Uh, he did not have a great day shooting a 1 over 72. Uh, six Canadians in the field. Three of them tied at one under. Nick Taylor, Mac Hughes, and Corey Connors. Uh, LPGA out in Oahu in Hawaii. Eugene Sung and uh, Nathakrida uh, Vongtavalip. Uh, that's uh, a tie. Good I, for I you. I probably brutally wow. messed up her last name. but uh, Way to go for the attempt. I tried. Uh, our leaders at I eight under. I would
1: have packed up my lunch
2: <laughs> and gone home. And uh, Brooke Henderson, she's uh, six off the pace tied for 23rd. NBA's final play-in games go tonight to decide the, the eighth seeds in this year's postseason. Chicago Bulls pulled that crazy comeback against the Toronto Raptors. Uh, they take on the Atlanta Hawks. Rather, oh no, they'll take on the Miami Heat tonight uh, out in Miami. Uh, did you see that United Airways uh, was willing to offer yeah. uh, D- Dr. DeRozan to fly her down to Miami to be in attendance she's for that she's one? She's got to get out of class. got to get out of class.
1: Fly uh, there. DeMar's
2: being a good dad, you know, can't skip school. I
1: liked all the players being like, yeah, no, like, we can't admit that it bothered us, but like, yeah, that was awful. Like, that was the worst. Like, it was
2: 18 of 36, man. 50%. This is an 80% free throw shooting team. What the (laughs) hell? You make four more of those, you're playing Miami. Yep. Whatever.
1: Oh, well. Uh, and then you would have gotten slaughtered by the Bucs. Probably. Or the yeah.
2: Celtics. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Uh, I. Uh, yeah, so uh, that one goes at 5 o'clock. Uh, who's going to make the quick four games with the Bucks? We'll find out. And at 7.30, Oklahoma City Thunder, led by Canadian Sh- Shea Gilgis Alexander. they are in Minneapolis to take on the T-Wolves. A win means a date with the Denver Nuggets and Nikolai Jokic. Uh, locally, uh, Calgary Wranglers. Long ass morning report. Here we go. Calgary Wranglers uh, <laughs> playing the penultimate game of their uh, regular season schedule tonight. Playing game two of three against the Abbotsford Canucks. Fed earlier that the Flames made Jacob Pelche, Walker Doer, and of course Dustin Wolf available yes. for their postseason. Yes. Wranglers hold just uh, one point lead over first uh, for first overall in the Western Conference over Coachella Valley. The Firebirds are in Bakersfield Friday and Saturday. So a win by Calgary and a Coachella regulation loss tonight would give the Wranglers a first round bye in the opening round of the Calder Cup playoffs. Wranglers and Canucks go at 8 p.m. Wranglers do have a tougher opponent in these next two games. Abbotsford is the better team of than than Bakersfield. But nevertheless... uh, They got their guys back. They'll get it done. Yeah, they'll get it done here. Game five of the AJHL's North Final goes tonight as well. Up in Spruce Grove. Saints looking to move back into the AJHL League Final with a win where they would play who other than the Brooks Bandits. me if you
1: heard it before. Spruce Grove (laughs) against Brooks in the final. Yeah,
2: the two best... Have at her. Uh, that one goes at 7 o'clock tonight. The Calgary Roughnecks Ruff. play their final regular season home game tonight. It's fan appreciation game. $40,000 worth of prizes up for grabs for fans. Roughnecks already assured themselves a home playoff game. Still have an outside chance at the first uh, seed, and they could tie their franchise record for wins in a season with 12 tonight. The opponent, Las Vegas Desert Dogs, 7 o'clock down at the dome. Come for the party, stay for the game. Damn right, and that's your morning lots of, lots of prizes. Oh, I should say Cavs. In Hamilton tomorrow to kick off their CPL season against Forge. Love it. Uh, It's the morning report. It's brought to you by
1: MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue and 3rd Street Southeast. Around the corner, we got some stuff to give away. We're giving away a four-pack of passes to Speargrass Golf Course. Speargrass is opening up today, just a little bit south of the town. Uh, I highly recommend you go out and check out their great course. Mm. sometime in the near future. But we've got a uh, group of four passes to give away. We are asking you on the text line at 960-960, or you can give us a call on the voicemail line at 403-4070. Bet who would be the most surprising flame cleaning out their locker for the last time and why? They're cleaning out their lockers today. Media veils go from 1015 until two o'clock. Who would be the most surprising flame to clean it out for the very last time? Time. Text in to 960960. Got to say, pretty light field right now, so you get a couple of entries in there, and you got a chance to win this four-pack of passes to Speargrass Golf Course. Fire it in. We'll read some of those next. Give it away. Jason Buchla is going to join us at the bottom of the hour as well as we're going to talk about the Flames and uh, look towards the NHL draft just a little bit too. That's all coming up in the 7 o'clock hour right here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan.